0: Hey guys, draft season is finally over and we're here to recap the 2019 NFL Draft Winners and Losers. Okay, so we're here today with Mark and Steve and we're talking about the NFL Draft Winners and Losers. By now, we assume you've already seen where the players are going we're here to talk about the fantasy relevance of where players landed and where that affects what happened in the draft mark Nashville, Tennessee oh yeah, what a great place to Music have the City. draft, man that did you oh, see it man. it was the record attendance they had it outside, which was awesome
1: they honestly, Nashville could not have done a better job with the exception of uh actually they they would a lot of locals, but uh. The good news is that at least the area where they were is primarily touristy, uh, so we were able to get the job done. From a sheer glitz and glamour perspective, though, it was fantastic to see. The problem that uh, that a lot of the locals got PO'd about is to put the stages in, apparently they had to uproot a whole bunch of cherry trees that originally they uh, were debating uh... completely lopping down. It caught a huge... Flack because they just made the decision to go ahead and do it without putting it to a vote, doing any sort of the actual protocols you're supposed to do. So it irritated people on that front. But uh I did not know about that one. So
0: there are a couple pieces of NFL news, just two that I wanted to touch first. Raiders running back Isaiah Crowell has a torn Achilles and will be out for the duration of the NFL season. Really, really bad, and that's a terrible injury for anyone to have. Running backs, torn Achilles, that's really bad. Mark, I'm going to read your mind. Is this a career ender?
1: I think so. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is this the last we've seen of Isaiah Crowell? And I have to think that it is. I mean, he was pretty much on shaky ice even before this injury uh, as far as ever being a starter again. Uh, So now with the injury, I don't know if he's going to be able to come back at his age.
0: Also, talking about uh, the ending of a career, I have to pour one out for my boy, the first ever fantasy championship. He held my running back core together, and we finally have seen the official last of Kansas City running back legend, Jamal Charles, (laughs) Jamal Charles. It's early in the morning, and I was like, oh, I did not write his name down. Yeah, Jamal Charles is finally out. He led me to my first fantasy championship. I think it was back in 2011, 2012 season. Always holds a special place in my heart, and I actually, that's the only non-Giants jersey I have. I have a Jamal Charles, because with all the money, I went out and bought a Jamal Charles jersey. Maybe I'll have to pull it out for next episode. Ending of a great career. So that could be the end of two great running back careers there. Um Again, today we're talking about the 2019 draft week winners and losers, so let's get into it. We're sort of our position, let's start out with the quarterback winners of the 2019 season, and for that, let's kick it off to Mark.
1: Definitely. So uh, for me at least, I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit because I think that the Vikings overall are going to be the winners in this one, Both not just the quarterback, the running back core as well. Uh, they really made some strides in offensive uh, line. They got a decent uh, blocking tight end. Uh, they got great guard. They got a great tackle. They really made sure to address that offensive line, which is where they had tons of struggles. So I think Kirk Cousins is finally going to have some time back in the pocket. You might actually finally be able to see him live up to the potential we all thought he'd have in Minnesota. Uh, clearly the running back core, they didn't add too much.
0: Uh, it's it's but, Dalvin Cook. It's the Dalvin Cook yeah, show in Minnesota. It,
1: it definitely is. And I think that us having that clarity helps immensely going into the fantasy draft season. Uh, so I think overall with that imp- new improved offensive line, I definitely think that the Viking quarterback and running back cores are going to be major winners coming from this draft.
0: Absolutely. Now the Vikings drafted um number one eighteen overall, Garrett Bradbury. They got a tight end in Irv Smith, number two, which is uh a round two, fifty overall. They picked up a guard at one fourteen, a tackle at one ninety three, and a long snapper at two fifty. I mean this was <laughs> Every player overs. is offensive line, and if you count a tight end as like an extra blocker, they, they only draft in blockers. Kirk Cousins may not be running for his life this season, and of course, they, they would like to just hand the ball back and let Dalvin Cook do what Dalvin Cook does, which is run the ball and get hurt. So, we're going to move on to uh, Steve, who has his first quarterback winner.
2: And I'm going to go with Marcus Mariota. Um, of the Tennessee Titans first off they they signed Adam Humphries in free agency one of the best slot receivers in the league and then they went and drafted one of my favorite rookie receivers in AJ Brown mostly because he draws a lot of Juju Smith Schuster comparisons and you know I love me some you're a homer
0: yes Uh, well
2: no it's just I mean I just love Juju Smith Schuster he's an awesome he's an awesome kid like have you followed this guy on Twitter
1: You wouldn't love him on the Ravens. I'm telling you that right now. That is fair. No,
2: that's true. But, you know, this was was the offseason that the Titans needed to surround Mariota with weapons that's not just Derrick Henry and a still-have-to-show-it Corey Davis. And, you know, they need to see if Mariota is a franchise quarterback. Now there's no excuses. He has a plethora of weapons around him. You know, he's gonna he's gonna get Delaney Walker back and now is the time. Is he or is he not a franchise quarterback?
0: Absolutely great great stuff there. Um for my quarterback winner, I'm gonna talk about a quarterback who people haven't heard the of the term winner in quite a while, and that's gonna be Josh Rosen. Now he clearly landed himself in Miami, and that's a spot where he's gonna be the starting quarterback of the future. They're going to see what they have. Now, the worst case scenario for Josh Rosen in 2019 was to be a bench player, to be a backup, or stuck on that Arizona squad. That is obviously going to be uh Kyler Murray centric in his first season there. However, in a strange twist of fate, Josh Rosen going to Miami Dolphins. Let's see if he can make anything of uh Devontae Parker who has been uh in wide receiver purgatory now not making that next step up. Every season we hear Devontae Parker, he's, he's the future. He's he's going to be so good. He hasn't done it, and, and a lot of people are giving up on him there. He also has uh, Albert Wilson and Kenny Stills, which are actually better weapons than he had in um, Arizona last season. Now, Arizona did revamp their wide receiver core during the draft. Those are things they addressed. They may be the better team now, but Josh Rosen is going to a place where he has more weapons. He has a solid run game. Kenny and Drake, let's see what Kalen Balazs ends up doing it hurts to say it but I think this this Dolphins move is actually an upgrade for Rosen in his career he will of course be uh fighting for the starting job with Ryan Fitzpatrick but they did not make this trade to not see what they have they're going to address this situation before next season and Dolphins are going to see if they can win with Rosen they're going to stick with him but if not they're going to draft quarterback first round next year Josh Rosen may be in the situation where he gets uh, supplanted by two (laughs) round one quarterbacks in back-to-back years, but he he has the chance. They're going, he's going to get one more chance at football, and that makes him a winner to me.
1: I I genuinely think that he's going to end up getting bumped yet again next year. Uh, I think that just overall, despite the talent that he has, I can't picture Miami being this year a landing place where he's actually going to be able to go and succeed i understand that's crazy i understand that in theory there's some better weapons but i still am not in love with miami overall as far as a landing place they clearly want to tank this year they've all but said that so i think that in reality miami definitely just wants to see what they have and hey maybe they'll end up trying to flip rosen for a little bit more than uh than the cardinals
0: were able but to you, get but you you have to think Tannehill was on the way out the door before Rosen was on his way in like there there oh, yeah. there is a plan there there is something going on right
1: yeah and it's called tank for tua oh, that's what
0: the plan okay. is okay 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 we'll, uh, we we will see I,
1: I think the i think the biggest loser in the situation of Josh Rosen going to the Miami Dolphins is the NFL or the nfl fan base because now we don't get to see Fitzmagic flinging the ball all over the place in Miami. I was looking forward to that. And now we won't be able to see it.
0: Fitzpatrick would have been on your draft board, Steve, right?
1: Um, it, it, would he have been on my draft board? No.
0: He would not? No. Okay.
2: No. He, I mean, he tosses it around, but he throws a lot of interceptions.
1: But he's fun to watch. He's, most he's fun to watch. He's fun to watch, but he's not a good fantasy quarterback, in my opinion. Oh, I'm not, I'm not drafting him. <laughs> I'm just saying that I want to watch that.
0: I mean, wouldn't you draft him though? I mean, he had 3 back-to-back 400-yard games. He can be relevant. He could be relevant as a as a number 2 or like a a deep late in draft insurance. If Fitzmagic was the starter for this team, he would be fantasy relevant at some point in the 2019 NFL season. Is that I'd crazy to say?
1: To, no, I'd be willing to stream him, but I'm not I'm not planning on drafting him. But if you're drafting
0: yeah. a quarterback in like the 10th round or later like I usually do, why not?
1: Mm, no okay i i
2: i i, I would pick him off of waivers and stream them
0: all right so moving into the quarterback loser segment first guy i want to talk about is will greer now steve i think you mentioned him during uh our draft party he he was a guy that you were actually pretty high on he I, yes he w- we were looking at that end of the first round, beginning of the second round, but he fell to round three, pick 37. Now the quarterback from West Virginia is headed to the Panthers to back up the beloved Cam Newton. Not only will he not get a chance to be an NFL starter, if the chance arises with Cam Newton, we know he's had an injury history, including a really, really brutal arm one that kind of kept him from being able to lift his arm away from his body by the end of the season there. That puts him backing up a beloved franchise quarterback, and that's always going to be hard. So if he gets the opportunity, and that's a big if at this point, he's going to have the weight of the world on his shoulders down there in Carolina. Right? That's can't be good. Yeah,
2: and there were, there were two places that I felt that, um, that Will Greer would have been perfect. I thought he would have been perfect for the Giants in the second round, and I, but I, but if the Giants didn't want to take a flyer on him, I, I really thought that New England might have um, swooped in and taken him at the end of the second round. This kid is so talented. He, he was my third ranked quarterback in the draft. It was it was Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, then Will Greer. Daniel Daniel Jones was my fifth ranked quarterback. We and, know
0: he was a lot yeah. of people's fifth ranked quarterback.
2: <laughs> but you know. I think, I think that in a way this kind of helps um, Will Greer because if he because let let's say something happens to Cam Newton again, and, and Will Greer does well in a start, then the Panthers can get good trade value for him and and they can and they can get another need in the future.
0: That's possible, but he would need to be on the field. He would need to be contributing before he gets that um to that next level. Of course, this this year's draft class was a little bit weaker than usual, and I do want to go to one last quarterback loser, and that's going to be Ryan Tannehill. Now we've known Ryan Tannehill is not the answer in Miami for a long time, but he is still an NFL caliber starting quarterback, and he's going to be backing up uh, Marcus Mariota in Tennessee. Now that is not where his career you thought it would be at. Um, he's off he's off projection at this point. Um, Ryan Tannehill definitely a, an NFL 2019 quarterback loser. So There were a couple other guys we wanted to talk just briefly about, um, and this is kind of our players to watch section for quarterbacks and running backs. We're going to give you a couple expected starters. The only two expected day one starters I would have would be Kyler Murray from the Arizona Cardinals and Dwayne Haskins for the Washington Redskins. Are we in agreement there?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Mark? Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, the last, last thing I wanted to uh, kind of put a little asterisk by, Jarrett Stidham went to New England. Now, he has an actual chance of being Tom Brady's successor, a projected uh, possible first rounder in 2018. He went to Auburn to play a second season. Auburn, that whole offense took a big step back, but he has talent. He's a name to watch. He would have projected as a first rounder during last year's draft. He's getting the best football education in the NFL. Jarrett, Didham. Keep that name in the back of your head because he may be Tom Brady's successor in New England for years to come. So, a lot of good stuff there. We're going to move on to running backs now. Mm-hmm. Mark, you have a running back winner that is kind of the the obvious, but uh, why don't you throw that out there for us?
1: I mean, the obvious one definitely has to be Josh Jacobs. Besides being uh, top running back off the board, he landed in the spot. The absolute best spot that you possibly could have landed in uh, because face it, there was no worthwhile running backs. I don't care what you want to say about Dale and Richard in Oakland and now with Isaiah Crowell going, that's not going to be a challenge. Josh Jacobs has the possibility of being a three-down back going into this season.
0: Absolutely. Now mine uh, is uh, Damian Williams, who's already an NFL player, but I think he won the NFL draft this year for sure. I see Steve nodding head already. Now, Casey did not draft a running back until pick two hundred and fourteen, which was a sixth round compensatory pick. That's really good news for Damian Williams, who got a little contract during the off season. He will be back as the Bell Cow running back on this team. Now, keep in mind this is an Andy Reid offense. There's one running back and he gets all the work.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um he he moved his way for me into a top ten. Top uh, Seven, he's in that range for me for sure. He's going to be the workhorse, and they're going to give him the ball. Um, we all know about the Tyreek Hill saga. He will not be an NFL player in 2019. Are we in agreement there? Yeah. Mark, your thoughts on Tyreek Hill? Is he, you, you're heavily invested <sighs> in Tyreek. That's why I'm, I'm throwing it to you.
1: Heavily, I was heavily invested in Tyreek. Uh, fortunately, it was only a keeper league that I had him in, so I will more than likely not be keeping him. Uh, I'm going to be very upset, but I don't think he's doing anything this year.
0: So, bad, Certainly
1: bad news not there.
0: Worth it. I, I just wanted to point out how bad this offense is downgraded during the 2018 to 2019 season now. Kareem Hunt had the goods, Damian Williams was solid, and they seem to be invested. He will be the guy. But, man, they lost Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill, two of the best threats in the NFL both in the same season, both due to off-the-field issues. We're not talking injuries. We're not talking fluke status. We're not talking um, they let him leave for a better contract. They lost, with no compensation at all, two of the best position players in the NFL. Last season, it was Pat Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Chris Conley. Conley's out. Tyreek's out. Damien Williams out. There is a vacuum in Kansas City right now.
2: Well, yeah you know, that that's what happens when you uh when you take a chance on players that you know have off the field issues, and you know they they it was known that Tyreek Hill had had some issues in the past. It, you know I th- I don't think there was any issues with Kareem Hunt um during the draft process. I I'd have to go back and look at that. But you know Kansas City, they you know, and Andy Reid, and, you know, they like to, they will take chances on boomer bust players, you know, you know Frank Clark, who they just gave a five year, hundred yeah, plus big, million,
0: big big money,
2: you know, it they're not a, they're not afraid to, but you know it looks like from what it looks like, Marcel um, Hardman, the the receiver they got from Georgia. He, he could be a really good piece because they he has speed.
0: We, we, we will talk about that, that in a couple minutes because we're not quite on wide receivers yet, but that, that is definitely true. one of the pieces we're going to get into. Um, Mark, you had something to say?
1: I, I just still don't believe in Damian Williams as a player. I understand the concept of Andy Reid offense, that the starting running back for those offenses, have always been solid, that there's the possibility of that high-end turnout. I don't believe Damian Williams, the talent, I don't believe in the player. Uh, I think that they're going to have a little bit of a struggle at the running back position this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if they try to either bring on a veteran that might get cut during the uh, during all the, off camp, the off-season the off training camps, any of those salary dumps. There's the possibility they might try to bring in somebody
0: else. Well, they, they brought uh, in Carlos Hyde, but I think that that, yeah. that, to me, really even more solidifies Damian Williams because Carlos Hyde can ball. He is a good veteran like baseline player if i said he okay can't
1: stay healthy that's the problem
0: well it's okay because he won't be on the field because it'll be damien williams show
2: i i will say this i um darwin thompson who they drafted in the sixth round i i had him in my top 10 of running backs in the draft so you know he could he could be a surprise you know kareem hunt was a surprise out of nowhere um you know we could, let's let's see what happens with Darwin Thompson because i'm a, i'm in full agreement with mark that you know i'm not a big fan of damian williams yes i think he does well for what andy Reid asks him to do but i don't see him as like a franchise running back i think what's going to happen is is i think it's going to be the damian williams show this year but then they but then they're, they're going to they're going to take a running back in the in the 2020 draft.
0: Definite possibility. I think he's on a 2-year contract if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um so that that could be uh you know re- reading the tea leaves if you will. Now, we got to move on. Um Steve, you had one last running back you wanted to talk about as a running back winner.
2: Yes, I love this kid. It, when he hits a, I'm talking about Ravens running back Justice Hill. He he was a fourth round selection, but this kid is a Harbaugh back. He he has traits that Harbaugh likes. Um, you know the tape shows that the tape shows that he his elusiveness is a little spotty, but he is elusive. He can pass protect, which Harbaugh loves. He can catch the ball, and one thing I, and one thing that I noticed is that when if a hole opens up, he hits it. He can he can get the edge. This kid is fast. He is faster than Mark Ingram. He has better hands than Mark Ingram, and I wouldn't be surprised if he'll get more touches than Mark Ingram in the second half of the season.
0: All right, good good take there. And now, um, you also wrote something about uh, his pass protection skills with Lamar Jackson. Not only is he going to have to pass protect, he's going to have to impact block down the field too at some point during the season. So we will see mm-hmm. what's going on there with uh, Justice Hill, Ravens running back and draft pick. The,
1: my only concern is that there's a lot of running backs in that backfield, and it's the same issue that we have with a handful of other ones. But not just marking, marking Justice Hill. Gus, Hill, Edward showed, showed Gus that he could get it done. Kenneth Dixon's still on contract. It, these are a lot of backs, and a number of them have been leaned on and shown that they could get work done in the past. So I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens.
0: Well, right now, we talked about the winners. Let's talk about some running back losers. For me, number one, it's got to be Todd Gurley. Rams traded up to take a running back, Daryl Henderson, in the third round. Now, third round is not first or second round, but he was still one of the top running backs uh, for this draft pick class Um, They already extended Malcolm Brown during free agency, and now they went out and got another running back. That signals to me that they are not in full uh, faith of Todd Gurley's health. Now, we talked about this, um, I think, on our last show. They said during the offseason, hey, guys, good news. Todd Gurley won't need surgery after denying that he was injured during all of the 2018 (laughs) season. Yeah. I, I want Rams fined. I want to see fines dropped because they are obviously lying to us at this point. No one knows what's going on with Todd Gurley. At the end of last year, we're supposed to be making bets in the Super Bowl, and, and we don't know if he's healthy, if he's even going to play. Um, the Malcolm Brown extension is, is really surprising to me because apparently he had a qualifying offer, and uh, Rams matched it. So this wasn't like, hey, let's just extend one of our guys. He was going to move to another team and they said no you're staying here and they and they matched his offer that's rough and then taking Daryl Henderson Todd Gurley seems to be a, a big question mark Steve
2: I, I I think it's more of an insurance policy I, I you know because when you look at Daryl Henderson he he profiles more as a better pass catching back than a between the tackles runner so I I I honestly believe that it's more of an insurance policy because, because Malcolm Brown, he's good between the tackles and Daryl Henderson is good with the ball in space, you know, after he catches. So I, I think it's just a, I think it's just a, if Todd Gurley goes down, then we need to make sure that we have some quality depth behind him Now, could they go? I don't, Sean McVay never appeals to me as a running back by committee guy so I I really think that it's going to be the Todd Gurley show. But I think that I think that they also maybe just want to make sure that he's spelled properly more. Because for the second year in a row, Todd Gurley was a touchdown magnet. He had twenty one touchdowns in fourteen games. Todd Todd Gurley is an athletic beast. Yeah, yes, you know, He's we an athletic beast.
0: you might have arthritis or some degenerative. Uh,
2: yes, but you know. you know it. But you know, as long as you can manage it, it it's it's probably won't be as big of an issue as it's. I think I think it might be a big smokescreen if you're. If I'm so,
0: being honest, best best scenario he's he's fine. Worst scenario he's Jajaie.
2: I wouldn't go as I wouldn't go as far as J.H.I.E.
0: Okay, If well... he can't
2: say on the field, he's J.H.I.E., Sorry.
1: Okay. All, all right. right.
0: All, all right. right. I'll, I'll consider I'll Okay, that. good. Now, we got to move on. Uh, Mark has a loser at the running back position, and that is
1: <laughs> I've got several losers at the running back position, and they all happen to be on the backfield of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, mostly because for three of them it means they're more than likely going to end up getting, uh, or at least drop down to the depth chart where they aren't really even used. And for the one that got brought in, it means that his time is probably going to end up being either cut into, or they don't have faith that he'll be able to get it all done himself. So Jordan Howard is the one that I think they don't have the full faith in. Uh, And they really clearly didn't like the three-headed monster of Corey Clement, Josh Adams, and uh, Wendell Smallwood there's a good chance that they're going to end up losing all those because they spent high draft capital on Miles Sanders. Uh, And I think overall, I think that he has the talent, the skills to be able to get it done. And I think that's going to pose real problems for anyone else who's on that roster.
0: All right. Good stuff. Um, I guess time will tell what we have going on there in Philadelphia. Steve, you had a running back loser.
2: Okay. Um, I I I really liked Devin Singletary, and you know he was drafted in the third round by the Bills. And so for me, I think Lashawn McCoy is the big loser here because like there there's a lot of scenarios that can happen. They can they can weather split carries with Lashawn McCoy and Devin Singletary. Because because I I think that I I think that Devin Singletary automatically vaults to the number two back.
0: Oh, easily, easily. And mm-hmm. and let's talk about the age of this running back gore. LaShawn McCoy, Frank Goy, Gore, Chris Ivory. Um which one has retired? I think one of them is, is out of the race. Is that is that Chris Ivory?
1: Um, I think they're all still on the roster. Yeah. Remember they're they they will not still be on the roster was over a hundred years old.
0: Yeah, that they will not be on the roster come come game time.
1: That,
0: I think the, that the I interesting
1: thing you. with the with the Devon Signal Terry draft is the running back that they said that he was getting the most comps to was in fact LaShawn McCoy. So I think that's actually an ingenious way. The Bills know that LaShawn McCoy isn't going to be LaShawn McCoy forever if he's even going to be playing for the next couple of years. So I think that this is the great chance to have Devin Singletary, who is an incredibly talented back, be able to learn from one of the best in the games who fits the same style as he does. As so long just, as he doesn't learn his personality.
0: That aside... Shady going to be Shady. You, hey, you got to
1: at least hope, though, that he can pick up some of those skills and those tips uh, when they're either watching film, whether they're out on the field. Uh, you hope that he can learn from Shady McCoy, at least on the football field
0: absolutely so
2: and and just keep this in mind if they do cut shady mccoy the bills save six million dollars in cap space
0: yeah i can't imagine that that backfield will be as crowded uh once the season starts um so we'll keep an eye on that running back losers from the buffalo bills also you know we got to move on. There is one last running back we want to talk to um, you guys about um, the expected starters. There are three that we really, really feel are going to be of fantasy relevance. That is David Montgomery from Chicago, Josh Jacobs from Oakland and Miles Sanders from Philadelphia. The one we haven't touched yet, Steve is going to talk a little bit about. And that is David Montgomery from the Chicago Bears.
2: Um, and yeah, David Montgomery was one of my highest ranked running backs in the draft. Um, i I honestly think that he's better than Josh Jacobs, it, but you know there's there's always opinions about that. And so you know, David Montgomery can do what both Ty, Tariq Cohen and what Mike Davis can do run between the tackles and catch. So you know the first off, the Bears had every running back that that could be drafted in for a pre-draft meeting. And so they clearly were not satisfied with the Davis-Cohen tandem. They obviously were not um, excited for Jordan Howard. So, you know, I think that David Montgomery relegates um, Mike Davis and Tariq Cohen to being backups.
0: Absolutely. Now, Mike Davis, this was kind of a, a fall from grace, obviously going from Seattle to Chicago during this offseason, season. And then they said, oh, sorry, we we really want another running back that does not profile well for him in the future. So. Those are running back draft winners and losers. Really good stuff now. Is is there any final comments? Anything else we want to touch on before we conclude our 2019 draft winners and losers?
2: I I would just keep a lookout for Jimmy Graham because um the Ster- Sternberger that the um that the Packers drafted, man, that could that could really impact whether Jimmy Graham sees the field for the Packers again.
0: I always trust n- tight ends named Jace.
1: And I'll, Kyle Rudolph. And Kyle, were you about to say Kyle Rudolph, Mark? No, I was about to say that I, I really don't care because I'm not interested in any of the Packers' tight ends as long as Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is still the quarterback. He just doesn't throw to him. <laughs>
2: Now uh also keep out also keep an eye out for Kyle Rudolph there were rumors that New England may have wanted to trade for him and that is because of um the tight end that they took in the second round who is a field stretching tight end the Vikings took
0: absolutely a lot of, a lot of really uh interesting stuff going on this season uh we didn't touch on tight ends today maybe we will next uh, week I think the show was long enough we don't want to add another 45 minutes um guys have a great week uh thanks for joining us Steve Have a great week, everybody. Mark, as always, take care, everyone. Be good, guys.